and welcome once again to the Gentleman's Soapbox. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you are the one or two people who downloaded already, thank you for coming back. Um, so we're going to give our normal warning just for those who are new, which is if you are looking for non-tangential, informed, journalistic, nuanced discussion, you are unfortunately on the wrong podcast. However, if you're interested in the rambling musings of two middle-aged men, welcome. So, today, what we're going to go over is media. And when I say media, I don't simply mean either social media or news media. I mean media of all kind. Basically, how it is that we come up with information these days, which just seems to be, well, for all intents and purposes, screwed. Um, you know, I, I the part that made me just go agape this weekend was the fact that if Nicki Minaj tweeting can mess up your message, uh, then you really need to work on your message. So, so the question that we're going to deal with today is, is where the hell do you get information from? So I am Jake with me is Sean. I kind of did that backwards. So (laughs) Sean here the soapbox is yours oh man i don't know i mean the the where you get your media is such a broad term now and where you get different types of media is going to to vary right so where you get your media about the crap the government's doing is probably going to be different than where you're getting your well hopefully different than where you're getting you know the the trends on uh, you know, automotive repair and, and, uh, you know, your next track car or like your dream car or, you know, any, any celebrity crap or anything like that. Like any, like you get different stuff from different places, or at least I do. Uh, but, uh, that's not necessarily true for a lot of people. And what's weird and the part that really bothers me is how, how dependent and how, all encompassing some of that news and some of that those feeds can be where people will just accept as truth anything that's said in with any kind of of regularity they're just like oh that must be the way it is well the 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 amount of you know the the term that everybody wants to use these days is misinformation how about if we just call it what it is bullshit that is available out there at the moment is Staggering, but it's funny that one person's bullshit is another person's gold. I my favorite bit is the fact that uh, all mainstream news. Now I, I'm going to pick on mainstream news for a second. Mainstream news, like uh, your your Foxes, your CNNs, your MSNBCs, all all the stuff that you could turn on a television and watch. Um. They're big lead anchors. They're they're big uh, they're big ones that get a show, you know, like Maddow and and you know those types of people, right? And Don you know the Lemon, Tucker Carlson, right, Sean yeah, Hattie, those the, guys. Exactly the whole thing. And I'm not going to pick on any particular one of them because I think all of them are basically scum. Well, however, and, and once again, it's all bullshit. Just the question is, is whose bullshit is it? What side is the bullshit on? And who's listening to that bullshit going, this is awesome. 
Yeah. How does it line up with your particular views? Because that's what it is. And even all of them have had to admit at one time or another that they are not news anymore, that it's it's newstainment. I think the term for it that they've been using lately is infotainment. Right. And which honestly is not any different than the crap we do. However, we're more questioning than they are for sure, which is well, sad. It's sad. The other part about it is, is that uh, they're considered experts in their field and we're not. Yeah. You know, it, well, it that's because they're on television. Not, well, it, it, but not it, at the same reason. time, it doesn't matter how accurate information that would come from us versus what comes from them may or may not be. They're going to be accepted and we're going to be the two idiots that are rambling on the Internet. Yeah. And and I mean, in some cases or some respects, I think that's kind of fair. However, well, what isn't fair is the fact that they have not had to. Uh, back up or validate that any particular viewpoint they have. And people use this, use them and their shows against other people with who are listening to competitive shows that and they'll bander this crap around like like it's the truth, like verified and journalistically accurate. Well, and the other part about it is, is that half of what you're actually seeing on these channels is them telling you how the other channel was wrong. Isn't that funny? I can't watch any of it anymore. I just, I really don't. I, I can't because I, first of all, I'm largely independent. A lot of times I lean uh, with social issues. I'll lean a little left. If it's uh, gun control, of course, it's going to wind up being a little right because Democrats don't like guns. Uh, there's, there's, but if you want to get into national leadership and all that stuff, I'm, I'm firmly in the camp that you don't trust any of them because they're all lying to you and trying to take away your rights and your money. Well, I've, I've been telling people for years when they would ask me why I'm having a tough time choosing a presidential candidate, even though it seems obvious to them is that I felt like I was trying to choose between herpes and syphilis. Right. And, And at the end of the day, no matter which one you choose, you just got screwed. Yeah. You just got VD without the orgasm. Uh, it, it's you know at least at least VD has that going for it you know what I mean it's it's like I I don't I don't feel like these these shows have helped us I don't feel like the modern media has helped us there is nothing good CNN or MSNBC or Fox News have done for this country nothing well, it, it, but I mean an argument can actually made to take that a little bit farther and say that they've actually especially with the pandemic that we've had for the past year and a half that they've actually harmed us oh i would i would consider that a a true statement the uh, it's largely unpopular but i think a lot of people would consider that i mean taking case in point okay and this is going to piss off a lot of people well it actually won't piss off a lot of people because no one's going to hear it so it's fine (laughs) but hello one uh, person hey hey we've had a total of 50 downloads and the people in illinois seem to love us isn't that weird? <laughs> it's weird. No, it's not. It means that there was five people in Illinois versus one in every other state. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> props to you, Illinois people. Uh, yeah, there was, although I was glad to get the last, like, number three. Um, I told Beef, I'm like, yeah, Jake, let me do the childbirth you know, thing. And he's like, oh, thank God somebody did, because we weren't putting it on this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But 
I would I would take an example and say, okay, uh, you're talking about harm. Um, of course, everybody's favorite poster child during the last year and a half, two years has been Fauci, right? And he got on and publicly lied, as we have seen through all his email correspondence and and uh, the further on these reports go, um, consistently lied to us like about almost everything and largely is responsible for some of the or the funding of the lab that released this stuff. And, and at one point in the last year and further back, you could actually be deplatformed for suggesting that that was the case or that suggesting that somebody should investigate whether these claims were true. Um, Facebook would deplatform you. Google would deplatform you and just cancel you. Like entirely your account, your whole thing, because you suggested this quote unquote misinformation. And of course, the further along we're going, the and the more we find that not only was Fauci originally involved in this and did fund the lab and did lie to the American people and didn't know what the hell was going on, um, we were treated to a a cornucopia of excuses why this was acceptable, and the media just keeps backing him. Throughout the entirety of this whole episode, uh, and you uh, watch it unfold. And I and I can't figure out why the guy's still on TV. You know, even, I can't figure out why he's not in jail. <laughs> well, you, you know, I can figure out why he's not in jail, and that's just basically the politics and the bullshit. Because you know, they, well, they the don't whole, send their own to jail. Well, not only do they not send their own to jail, but he what he's been doing is is hiding behind his own regulations. As the guy who was in charge of the NIH, he's the one who defined what the term gain of function actually means. Right. Now, it's perfectly obvious to anybody with any sort of logical concept that if you take a virus and and give it the function of being able to infect another species, that it has gained function and that is a gain of function research. But that's not how the NIH has defined it because he's the one who wrote the definition. So he stands there right in front of Congress and says, nope, we were not doing gain of function research. Amazing how that works, isn't it? it? Exactly. And they bought it. Well, not, not only did they buy it, but at the same time, even if they caught him on it, it was kind of like, okay, well, now you've lied to Congress. No, I didn't. You asked me if I did this kind of research. I told you no, because that's not the way it was defined. You didn't ask me if I helped them get it from bats to humans. You asked me if I was doing gain of function. And I personally, I mean, the, that that one guy and the media that followed him have done more harm to the United States and uh, honestly other countries um, in the last year and a half than I think will be counted for a very long time. They are purposely hushing this up. They're purposely not covering it because they know that the, the media in large part was compl was complicit. Of course. And, and there's nobody like if he went down, they would have to implicate all of themselves along with him. And, uh, and they're not going to do that. They're not going to line up to do that. So, of course, it's in their best interest to make this as quiet as possible. And, and so we've run into is a concept of who do you believe? Who do you listen to? Because, you know, it doesn't matter who you listen to. There is going to be someone out there and they're going who is going to be able to legitimately from what they've heard from their source who's going to tell you that you're wrong. Not only are you wrong, but you're evil and you're killing people. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty terrible. I can tell you who I listen to for news, and nobody's going to like it. Uh, <laughs> like, nobody. Um, there used to be a uh, – I, I tell you where I first found them. Uh, they were on, and of all places, and I, I swear I didn't start there because of here. Or because uh, of their actual channel, I started because of these two. There used to be a couple on the Hill, uh, the the YouTube channel, the Hill, which is terrible in almost every way. However, it, I mean, it's built for clickbait and all this kind of thing. And but Crystal uh, and uh, and I know this is all right. I, I got to preface all this because the minute you tell somebody this is like <laughs> I like these people. You're you're gonna get like why, um, but Crystal and Sagar uh, used to be on the hill. Now they've but because and this is this is the part where I was like oh wow, this this rings true to me because they were on the hill and the hill was getting money from all these corporations and these stuff and the, they were starting because they were starting to cover stories that nobody liked. They started getting pressure upon. Um, their advertisements, which is how companies and corporations and, and governments push on free media, right? We'll pull your advertising. We'll pull your money. Yeah. Because they, they were doing that, Crystal and Sagar, uh, Sagar said, uh, they used to have a show called, uh, The Rising, right? So every morning they would do, it was like a morning show on YouTube and they'd cover stories that nobody wanted them to cover. Um, and they went off and were like, look, we're, we can see how now we can draw a line between the stories we're allowed to cover and things that get people upset and corporations trying to pull our advertising. We're going to quit. So they did. And they formed another channel that is entirely um, user supported. And they they start covering. Now, is it perfect? But it is independent, and they do cover stuff, and they do put varying viewpoints on, and they do point things out. Uh, so I, I I normally look at those stories first uh, because they'll pull their sources from a whole bunch of places and everything and be like, look, this is what we see. This seems friggin' stupid. Um, that and they cuss a lot because they're pissed <laughs> off, and that I was like, that resonates with me. Like you read this news story and and. The, the people who read it with like a glassy smile and like, and today, you know, 700 people were burned to death, you know, and they just, they're always happy. Oh, that's just such a tragedy. And these, you know, these two are like, what the hell, man? You know, like nobody, nobody's doing shit about it. Uh, I'm like, yes, those people. I want to listen more to that. Um, um, I started listening to, and she, she does have a podcast and not only that, I, it, it, she started writing and, uh, hosting a newsletter on what's called Substack. Have you heard of this? Uh, yeah. Okay. Substack. I, yeah, of course. I, see, I, this was new to me, so I didn't know if any, if it was, if I was just late to the game, which obviously I am, or if this was something new and interesting. Um, but she, uh, her name is Barry Weiss. She's a, uh, a Jewish lesbian woman who lives out West who quit working for the New York times simply because they wouldn't let her do that. They, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and what she's had a habit of doing is, is looking at stories that fit the narrative for lack of a better term, and then trying to see what else is there. And every once in a while, and, and it's and it can go both ways. Every once in a while, it's 
hey, this one actually does fit the narrative. And every once in a while, it's, well, they left out this, 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 this. And funny enough, this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're talking, uh, Barry Weiss, by the way, is B-A-R-I, not any other way to spell it. And then Weiss is the normal stuff. But it's, it's common sense, right? Um, no, uh, what that is, is it's called honestly common ah. sense is actually the one done by Dan Carlin. No, this one says common sense with Barry Weiss. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, are we talking number. podcasts or Substacks? Uh, this one is, uh, it seems to be articles. So ah, okay. yeah. Yeah. A guy by the name of Dan Carlin does a podcast called common sense, uh, in which he just, I think he just rage quit his own podcast. Uh, <laughs> I may be wrong, but the last one I listened to was him I've done that before. basically getting uh, pissed off that everyone was demanding that he have their opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, it's always been a real, just an excellent podcast. Um, so, but those are really the only places in which you're going to find anything like legitimate journalism anymore. Well, anything, and this is my personal opinion, anything mainstream is bought. They, they're completely and totally owned or, or controlled by corporation advertisement or corporations just outright. And what you're going to see is the propping up of the, at least at this point, the propping up of the Democratic Party uh, and corporation interest. That's basically what you're going to get. And it's going to fit a narrative. And that's, you know, and that's the term you keep hearing bouncing around is the narrative, whether you're talking about Fox News's narrative or MSNBC's narrative, even though those narratives are the other person is wrong. Um, it, it, they'll either flat out ignore news or even flat out lie. And it, and it, what happened to the days in which when if you if you caught a news person or a journalist just flat out lying that it was a big deal. Nowadays, it's just like, oh, that's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And and they'll they'll cover it by saying, that's the information we had, or this was my personal truth, or, you know, like other that, things That's, my, that's my favorite, the personal truth. Yeah. Nothing, I, it, uh, it doesn't matter whether or not anything is accurate. This is my lived experience. Right. And uh, they get away with that. It's all fine. It's all fine. And gone is journalistic integrity. It's just gone. Uh, there's there you have you can find it in certain places, but those those places can't be controlled by uh, corporate money or advertising because the minute you are, you're under their thumb, and they start being able to sway you significantly. Well, what it's funny. What I I heard something not too long ago that was kind of interesting to me that. Um, Talking about the difference between journalistic integrity and journalistic obje- objectivity, and what they the, the answer that kind of finally came out of the discussion was the fact that journalistic objectivity has never really existed. We, they've, they've talked about it and wanted it, but it's never really existed because we're all human beings. But at least there was integrity, in which case you laid out the facts and then gave your opinion. Your you editorialized after you gave out the actual facts. Nowadays, they're, they're actually literally altering the facts in order to fit where they want the story to go. Funny how that works. <laughs> Amazing, I know. Yeah, it's to me, it's not the same as 
as truthful reporting until you can uh, until you can make it so that you you tell it from both sides and let somebody else decide, right? Uh, now, you in, can always put in, your opinion in there. But and that's what I was about to say. I have no problem with editorialization, no problem with opinion, but it needs to be preceded with facts. Yeah, we're not getting most of that. And I, I honestly, I don't know how and, – and this is the problem, right? When you have young people who are – well, that's not the problem. This is one of our many problems. Uh, when you have – Young people, let's say uh, under, I don't know, 25, right? 2018 to 25. That's a significant portion of the United States population. And they have always had cell phones. They have never been disconnected. They can verify 10 ways to Sunday through whatever observation bias or information bias they want. They can find 10 sources that tell them what they're thinking is true. And 10 sources that tell them that what they're thinking is the worst thing on the planet. So how are they to know, if they're not taught, how are they to know the difference between some what is real and what is not? Well, that goes back a couple of podcasts. We're not teaching kids objective, uh, um, excuse me, critical thinking anymore. Um, what we're teaching them is, you know, how to read something and go that. I, I think, and this is my personal opinion, uh, that's all it is, I don't think the powers that be want them to learn critical thinking anymore. It is much easier to be controlled by a government in a corporate state if you cannot think for yourself. It's much easier. It's so much easier. All you have to do is, make, is ply them with a couple of things. Make sure there's lots of Kim and Kanye news. Right, make sure... Huh, what's that? Bread and circuses. Yes, exactly. And uh, make sure there's there's plenty of of uh, legal stimulants and uh, legal drugs available. And uh, you really don't have a whole lot to worry about uh, until such time as you have to do something more radical to take more of their stuff away, right? And then you're going to have to give them more bread and circuses. Uh, but trash and trinkets and and all that kind of thing. So. Uh, it's much easier to teach them no critical thinking skills, which is, I think, largely where we're at. I, I guess what worries me is it almost seems like we've reached a critical mass as far as that's concerned, though. Um, and I, I, I alluded to it earlier, but I'll throw it out there again. If Nicki Minaj leaving a tweet on how she's worried that a vaccination is going to make your testicles swell actually has the same level of legitimacy as the CDC, NIH, and FDA. There's a problem there. Yeah, and, and what are they doing about that, right? Like, what have they done to Mickey, Nicki Minaj? Like, this this should be ridiculous. If this happened 15 years ago, everybody go, what a wingnut, right? Nobody'd care. They'd laugh at her and then move on. What are they doing now? They're trying to limit her on social media. They're telling her to make public statements, saying, "Hey, you're 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 messing with America." Because, because they because she's they, the same as the government is basically what they're saying. They she has as much voice 
as the United States government. Because the United States government has basically flushed their own legitimacy and credibility down the toilet. Well, yeah, because everybody knows they're lying to us. They're lying to us, protecting the rich and taking our money. Like, we all know that. It's clear to the most casual, even people with no critical thinking skills can go, oh, yeah, no, they're crooked. I mean, how has how easy is that? But it. I guess uh, I mean it's it's kind of one of those things that's got me wrapped up in so many knots that I'm having a tough time even explaining it. Which is the fact that we reached a point where uh, not only is it absolutely blatant, and I and I you know not being a huge Trump fan and anybody who is, I apologize. I'm going to go there. Um, it, which is I think what his legacy is going to be: the fact that he brought the fact that. The government was lying to you, which they always have been. But he's the one who basically brought it out through the big pile of bullshit in front of your face and said, here, take a sniff. Yeah, they were doing it with integrity and dignity before. Now you see it for what it is. And everybody thought when they voted for Biden that he was going to shovel that shit back into the closet. And he, he didn't. He basically took another dump on top of the bullshit. Well, and, that's kind of what he does. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, and I think the part that bothers me is less the fact that, uh, to keep on with my own analogy, the fact that they've dumped all this bullshit in front of us, but how many people, rather than looking at it and going, dude, you just left a big pile of bullshit on the front of the White House lawn, how many people are coming by and going, oh, look, bullshit, let me take a lit, like, let, me, let me take a sniff. Isn't so much better now. Yes. I mean, ooh, fertilizer. <laughs> we live in a new country. Look at this. It's so much better now that it's all... Demo- no, it's not. It's not any better. It's not... And that's that's the part. Like, they want to believe it so much. And they want to believe that... Like, whether you like Trump, you like Biden, it doesn't matter to me. Both of them are, are corrupt. Oh, yeah, both of them are corrupt. It doesn't... Like, this hasn't changed anything, right? Uh, but like the people who are firmly in one camp or another, it's just like, what flavor of toilet water would you prefer? Uh, but when you look at both of those, what's amazing to me is somebody who's like, well, at least it isn't that guy. Like my dad did that to me the other day. Well, at least it isn't Trump. And I'm like, and that's the part you realize both of them are screwing you. Right. And that's the part that confuses me is how is somebody looking at what's going on now and saying this is better? Yeah, I don't because the media isn't upset about it as much. I mean, is that is that your gauge? Is it that the person who was saying irritating things about about stuff and 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 pointing things out was was, you know, hurting your sense of where you thought you were in the world? Um you know, and this one's telling you, yes, everything's fine. I got my handle on the lever. Everything's good. You know, like that makes you feel better. I don't like I'm confused on what they think has actually changed. Right. And I to me, what's even scarier is people are buying it like lock, stock and barrel. You know, people want to argue that Trump ruined our integrity to the rest of the world. And, oh, that started a long time ago. Uh, well, yeah, that a it started a long time ago, and not only that, under Biden's decision-making process, the French have for the first time ever removed their ambassador from the United States. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, but I mean, uh, look, the French can be very fucking French, if you know uh, what I mean. Uh, like, I, I, I'm not true. Like, but <laughs> if you're... basically what that com- came down to is uh, not only with the wonderful performance we had in Afghanistan of, um, hey, we're just going to sneak out in the middle of the night and everybody can go. A 20 year war that did nothing. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, and, and we basically, stayed there longer than the Russians did. Yeah, I mean, but, but seriously, in the, in the I'm not denying the fact that it was time to leave. I'm I'm talking about the manner in which we left, which was basically oh, no, to I, sneak out in the middle of the night and basically left the British and the French standing around going, "What?" Yeah. So all of a sudden, when you now have China saber rattling and saber rattling enough to the point where we're signing mutual defense treaties with. Australia and Britain and the French are basically going, dude, what about us? You, you basically screwed us in Afghanistan, and now you're telling us that we're, we're not part of the alliance? Um, fuck you. And rightly so, on some cases. You know, I mean, like, I, yeah, I kind of see their point. Uh, again, I can say they're being kind of fucking French. I mean, they could have handled that a little differently, but so could have we, for crying out loud. So, I, you know, the in the the part and and people say, well, you you have to admit that Biden made a good decision on on the whole uh, getting out of Afghanistan. And I do. I think we should have left Afghanistan a long time ago. Like as soon as bin Laden was caught, get the fuck out. However, um, I have egregious difficulty with the way he did it. Right. Like the way he did it was terrible. Um, now, I do. Uh, so but I can make that distinction. And for some reason, people are, are seem to take an all or nothing stance, and I don't understand it. Like it's it must be easier for them or something. I I don't know. I I don't understand why that that's the thing, right? That that's uh, where we go. Are people's worldview and view of themselves that fragile at this point that they can't look at something and say, okay, I like this guy, but that was bad. Clearly, clearly they are, because if and I I really think that started with the Bush era, right? Like if you're not with us, you're against us. Like after the whole 9-11 thing, when when Bush was like, if you're not with us, you're against us. And that's how it's going to be. And that mentality is kind of crept into everything now. And it's really and I try and explain this to people, and they, I just get blank stares and weird looks. That that's really dangerous to do. Yeah. And I and, and people look at me like, no, that's the way it should be. That's that means you they have your support. I'm like, no, that means they have your blind obedience. That's what that means. You know what that is? That's called mob mentality, and it's a horrible thing to run a government with. And I, nobody seems to, I don't know, nobody seems to get that. And I, I don't know how to fix it, you know, because what it would take is logical and, and, and reasoned instruction for young people. Because, uh, like, well, the people who are alive now, it's too late for them. You would, They're too far gone. Well, the, the problem is, is that you'd actually have to be allowed to make someone feel bad. I mean, it, it, we're to a point in which you're not allowed to make someone feel bad. Otherwise, it's hate speech. Which um, is punishable, by the way. Yes. 
and even if it's not legally punishable, which it is in certain places, um, it, it's punishable by losing your career, losing your ability to pay your bills and have a place to live. Well, you see it all the time. People get bullied online and then commit suicide because they've made life so bad for them. And then people go, oh, well, maybe we did. We maybe we went too far. But, you know, they deserved it. it like there's no empathy. So I, I don't well, I, I don't think this is a society the way that we've built it now and the way that it works now. I don't think that this is a society that is sustainable. Does that lack of empathy go into the other part of media, social media? Oh, no, I think there's the it is completely and totally vacant in social media. I, I think um, social media is basically virtue signaling for most people. It's virtue signaling and um, online bragging, right? You're trying, oh, I'm living my best life, taking these photos that make people think this is how your life works, when it's either A, staged, B, that's not how your life works, uh, or C, they're trying to, to show something that doesn't really exist in the hopes that they will become more popular or more virtuous or more whatever because so, they're they're running their life for fake Internet. Points, so, you so, you're, so you're saying the, 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 the women that I follow on Instagram don't live their life in bikinis? I am exactly saying that because I know a few of them and no, they don't. Um, but I mean, it's, it's in, and there's a whole argument about, you know, like, Oh, we only support these, these people because you know, whatever. And you're simping for the everybody. And my, a friend of uh, ours called Amberly, she, she said, everybody simps for something. Right. And I get that. And honestly, I think that's largely true, right? And I well, don't think that's a bad thing. No, there's nothing really wrong with that. You're just supporting the stuff that you're interested in. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. The problem exists to me when somebody can look at an Instagram feed and think that they live their life 24-7 like this because that's all you ever see, right? That's what you see because that's what they're presenting. It's like going on a first date. You're not meeting that person. You're meeting their date representative <laughs> okay <laughs> that's not who they are all right they're they are on their best behavior and sometimes lying through their teeth but she you know? told me she loved me you know like you you like, go go on a date with a girl right a girl who's excited about the date and you will meet one person um follow up with her on a random sunday where you show up without preamble and see how she looks in sweatpants with the high hair tied up with no makeup on okay you could take a picture of both of those girls by the way i don't recommend you do that um but <laughs> but you could take a picture of both those most, women and they will not look the same most states do have stalking laws unfortunately yes uh but i don't think that's an unfortunate thing i just think it's a thing uh but S sarcasm <laughs> yeah uh but all I'm saying is you like these people represent like that, and that's not how they live their actual lives. Um, like if if in social media, and this is my own personal opinion, and I use social media, so does everybody. Anybody with a pulse over 13, some people younger than that, use social media of some form or fashion. And when you do, what what they're doing is pulling out the interesting parts or the parts that they want to show you. And leaving all the rest of that stuff out of there. Um, 
you know, you don't ever get the TikToks or the the tweets or something like that. Hey, spent the last 13 hours on the can, ate some bad burritos. <laughs> those beans tasted funny going down, and as it turns out, not so much. You don't get those. Worst part about it is I'd actually follow that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you follow beef in his early years that's, that's about what you got so I uh, had some bad tacos bad Mexican food I'm tweeting from the can if you need to reach me I'm not dead I just can't get off the john you know like beef would send these texts right uh, or, or tweet this stuff like this <laughs> This is my view for the last three days, you know, I mean, how did we go from that to influencers, which I have to admit is a word that until I saw the uh, documentary on the fire festival, I didn't even know what the word influencer in that fashion meant. I had to go figure it out when they started talking about all the influencers. Oh, yes. See. Uh, the the rise of influencers and uh, has been very quietly uh, monitored, basically, or, or advertised, because what it has become is a class of media. And once you reach over a certain point, you're in the influencer category. And what it basically means is the established we're going to call it the quote-unquote established media really doesn't like you because you can fight for people's attention and win right and this is not something that established media likes right i'll tell you i'll give you an example joe rogan uh whether you like joe rogan you hate him you love him whatever it, it, it really doesn't matter if for this example joe rogan has an impossibly large following. So much so that when he goes to war with CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or something, or Fox in general, um, they can't cancel him. Try as they might, they can't cancel him. Smear campaign. CNN did a whole thing when he he mentioned something about uh, COVID treatment or whatever, and he's suing them for it. Well, there, there, there are certain people out there who have reached a level of... Uh, listenership, viewership, whatever you want to call it, that even if they manage to get 5% of the people that listen to them to go away, that they still have so many people listen to them that people will still pay them to come and speak. You know, Howard Stern is one of those people. Howard Stern can say the most awful, horrid, wretched things under the sun, and people will still pay him to say them. You know my favorite Howard Stern quote? And I know, I, like, a lot of people hate Howard Stern. I don't hate Howard Stern. I think he, he was brilliant at what he did. Oh, absolutely. He still is brilliant. Um, people, oh, he should be canceled. He should be this. He should be that. He's so irresponsible. And his his line was always, if you were a responsible parent, because that was always the thing, like, children, listen to this. And, and his thing is, if you were a responsible parent, you shouldn't have any problem with my show because your kids should not be listening to it. Monitor what they do. My show isn't for children. I tell you that. Why are you letting them listen to it? And I'm like, you know, I kind of have to go with him on that. Um, well, it's just so easily accessible. It's like so are firearms and alcohol, but we <laughs> manage to keep those out of children's reach most of the time. So what's the problem? Um, and I think he's right. 
but parents don't want to lay the blame on themselves. They <laughs> like to lay it on somebody else who's easily, you know, punishable. But um, people like that, uh, it, it becomes such a threat to established media that they just don't want to deal with it. Uh, the the nightly news. I mean, CNN's after and and this is the part that I find funny, right? The CNN and Trump war. CNN hated Trump. Trump hated CNN. It was widely established. Okay, no, Trump didn't like anybody in any of the media really, and Fox News uh, turned on him as soon as he wasn't the president, right? Well, basically, however, basically Trump didn't like anybody who disagreed with him in any way, shape, or form. I mean, if he told oh, clearly you, if he told you the sky wasn't blue. Um, you know, if you looked at him and went, no, nah, it kind of is. Um, yeah. I unfriend you, you know, <laughs> like it's immediate <laughs> it's like a, cancellation. It's, a, it's, it's an alternative fact. Yeah, exactly. And, but they hated him and he hated them. It's widely known. So after, after the whole Trumpism is gone, we voted him out of office as a country and he left basically. And he's no longer really in mainstream media. CNN's ratings fell 40% the next month and another 20% the month after. They are now like repeats of Northern Exposure, a show that has been gone from new episodes for 30 years, gets the same ratings as the nightly news. Um, you're in trouble, right? Like, he really was. And Trump said this. He's like, I'm the best thing that's happened to CNN in years. And he was actually right because it's it, it unified enough of the country to that they wanted to hear bad things about Trump. They would tune into CNN. That's largely gone away. Their cross-section has largely the, – the, the news, the polarizing news has largely gone away with the Biden era. So now the, the, the established media is stuck. Right. Because the the Biden era is they can't create controversy on him because he was their golden child. Well, yeah, they, but, they, they can't turn around and admit that he might have actually done anything wrong because then they're worried that somebody is going to turn around from the Trump organization and go, aha. Right. So they can't they can't go back on it. But the ratings are in the toilet. So what do you do? Like, how do you how do you make this up? How do you make controversy when you can't really do the same thing you did before because it would expose you as the hypocrites and liars that you are? It's really a problem for them, right? So that's the kind of thing that they're dealing with right now is like, oh, wow, if we do the same metric and do the same stuff, wow, we really we got to find somebody must need some hate, you know? <laughs> Like, there's got to be somebody out there who needs some hating. Uh, so they just go back to Trump stuff. They're, like, their big thing is the January 6th stuff, right? Well, it, well um, I mean, the, but that even goes into a whole other concept, which is uh, the alteration of the language in which happens when you start coming into, in face with the media. So... What you have is riots that are peaceful protests and then riots that are insurrections. And it all just matters as to what you're rioting about. Or where it is. Like they exactly. can burn Portland to the ground. Basically did. Yeah. And or Minneapolis or any any number of cities uh, across the nation. Burn it to the ground and declare it not part of the U.S. And they don't cover that. 
or, or once again, it's a peaceful protest or it's not even a movement. It's just an idea. Right. Uh, and it's mostly peaceful. And I mean, did they assault a cameraman? You know, like when, when they were saying that, it's, I mean, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> And that's okay, but, you know, the, the January 6th, and, and I'm not supporting either one. I think they're both terrible. Oh, no, the, I mean, it, the thing is, is that both of them were exactly the same thing. They were riots. Yes, and exactly should have been the dealt same with thing. the same way as each other. Both of them should have been suppressed, put down as a riot. It's what yeah, it is. Because that's what they were. When you storm the Capitol and, like, seize control of Congress, that's a riot. When you... I mean, you can have a peaceful protest. The minute you pick up a Molotov cocktail or throw a brick, it becomes a riot. Yeah. Right? You're rioting at that point. That's not a peaceful protest. Martin Luther King didn't lead that stuff. Okay? That's not how that worked. It wasn't a sit-in. You started burning things to the ground. That's a riot. And the minute the the media started spin-doctoring that into something it wasn't and not just showing you what's happening without giving you the obviously doctored opinion you're 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 now in waters that that don't make any sense right you're, it's not even just dangerous waters it's just confusing you're like what i'm looking at the building on fire it's a peaceful pro no it's not right they've declared they're not america okay that's that's even worse than a riot. <laughs> They're revolting. <laughs> They're literally revolting. It's a peaceful thing. No, it's not. You know, um, no. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of deaths. There's been, you know, there's been this many rapes, this many deaths. Uh, the 911 won't respond because they're getting shot at. They're tipping over ambulances. This is this is not a peaceful protest. I don't I don't understand how people didn't call bullshit on that. Right. Like nobody looked at that and went, well, this is bullshit. Why doesn't somebody do something <laughs> like send in the fucking National Guard? Isn't that what they're for? Well, and, but see, even then and he they, wouldn't. They well, they were there was National Guard that was offered to certain riots and which and it not was others. in which it was refused. And then there were certain riots in which it was begged for and not offered. Yeah. I, like, like who is making like, why are you making it? Be, and it's all political, right? It's all political. This is all a political spin on this. And the problem I have with the media now, I understand the politics. OK, they're crooked. They're going to continue to be crooked. They're lying to us, taking away our rights and, and killing the country. Totally get that. That's what they do. OK, fine. But uh, it's not fine. But I understand it. When did we get to the point where the media was helping them do that? Well, like, there was like clearly helping them. There was a point in time and you can even go back into, you know, the um, the 50s with McCarthyism uh, and sure. And, sure. and yeah. basically at that point in time, you know, even go a little bit fur further into the um, early 70s with Watergate and the media was seen and attempted. I'm not saying they always succeeded, but attempted to function as a piece of the checks and balances and somewhere along the line they got wrapped up as instead of a check checks and balances they're now another tool well i think somebody along the line and i don't know exactly where it happened but someone along the line went uh you know 
if we controlled that, we'd have even more power to influence the hearts and minds of the United States people and basically have a license to do whatever the hell we wanted. Let's look into that. Fellas, what do you say? Um, how about some mass media manipulation? What do you think? And that that has come to pass. Now, I, now is that also considered part of what they refer to in social media as the algorithm? Okay, now we're getting in a really nasty territory. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I don't want to out your profession or anything like that, but I do know that you are at least somewhat aware of how that functions. I I am very aware of how pieces of that function. Um, let me say this. Because of the nature of the way we live our lives currently, and by that I mean you do not you do not have a small footprint anymore. I don't care who you are. If you own a cell phone, you own a computer, you have a digital footprint that is specific and unique to you. Okay? Let me give you an example, small example. Do you know? Any cell phone you have, except for the Freedom Phone, I will give you this. The Freedom Phone does not have one. Um, now, it's a <laughs> it's a Chinese knockoff of a Samsung. But um, <laughs> if you own a, a, a Google, a Samsung, or an Apple phone, okay, any of them, whether it's a, a prepaid or, or a plan from a major uh, carrier, you have what's called a mobile ID number, a, a advertiser ID on that phone. You, if you don't believe me, go uh, search advertiser ID lookup app on in your whatever app store you have. And they can show you, you download that app, and they'll show you your unique advertiser ID. And what that was, what that was created for is every phone. From any carrier, any carrier, if you have service, you have a mobile ID for advertisers. And what it does is it records where you are, how long you're there, what you're doing, what you search for when you're there, what you buy on your phone, the websites that you're on, the games you use, and the apps that you, you uh, uh, download. All that information is collected by either Apple or Google or any number of different places. And that information is sold to advertisers. So you ever wonder why, like, uh, you search on Amazon and then for 30 days, whatever the <laughs> hell it is that you were searching for follows you around? Like, we saw you were interested in tires, you know, or, hey, did you ever get those socks? We got plenty of socks from a whole bunch of people, you know, or hey, we noticed you were uh, across the street from a BMW dealer. Have you considered Park Place Lexus? Park Place <laughs> Lexus has the best. Okay. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why they know it's worse than Big Brother. Okay. It is the monetization of your personal life on a microsecond timeline, okay? I know for a fact they can take the information of where you are, where you've been, what you've been doing, and monetize that on a microsecond level. So any ad that you see pops up, there's more than one person bidding 
for that space that has some idea of what you want and is willing to provide you an ad to go get it. It, it, the, and that's marketing, which, you know, once again, is downright creepy. But the in the step further in the step that I was talking about was the fact that they're even making an algorithm as to what are you even allowed to read and see? Oh, no, we're getting there. Oh, no, so, I preempted. <laughs> so that's one part of it. But they also use all that data. Right. That's that's the part that's semi-legal right the only thing you can't do with that information is connect the mobile id to the name and phone number right i can deliver an ad to that phone if yeah, i'm google or, but, or whatever but according to snowden they're already doing that oh no it goes way beyond that right now legally most of the advertisers delivering that kind of stuff can't connect your name with the mobile mobile id Okay, so so they don't have my name listed next to the porn I'm watching? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> they haven't sold those two things together. Okay? Ah, now I see. Now, if you're not a third-party advertiser, if you're, I don't know, say Google or Amazon or Apple or any of the people who have all of the data, right? Like Google knows who you are, where you are, what you're doing, and what you see and what you look for, right? What's to stop Google? And the answer is nothing, by the way. What's to stop Google from, I don't know, we'll call it filtering what you see and what you get and the search terms and the and the results that you get back when you want to look for something. What's to stop them from doing that? The well, answer and, is nothing. And that's kind of where I was going at it. So what you've got is not only just as far as things that people who are deplatformed, but even if, you know, a news article, a tweet, a post or something like that has certain keywords in it, you'll probably never see it. No, no. And they can do that at the the search line level right they can they can make sure you never see it they can also look and say mm, this person we don't like them for some reason and they'll go into your google drive and say and strip it of anything they find objectionable case in point um guy was doing covid19 research right and he was using the google suite uh because he didn't have microsoft office he was using the google suite to uh write his story uh, about COVID-19 and uh, the quote unquote algorithm went through and saw that he was doing COVID research and simply deleted it and gave him a message saying, hey, we saw you were doing this. It was very controversial. Uh, we decided to help you by deleting that because what you were doing was potentially misinformation. Now, is that legal? Well, technically, yes, because you signed the Google thing saying Google can do whatever they want with whatever they want. Well, the, the biggest lie that any of us have ever told is, yes, I've read the terms and conditions. Right. Too long, didn't read. Right. Um, now, is that morally objectionable? Probably. Does Google care? No. Well, even then, the concept as to whether or not that's morally objectionable is going to come down to, to today who you ask. Because oh, yes, Google, everything's morally objectionable well, but, if but they're you, doing it. But even then, take an individual. I mean, you know, if, if you're writing something that is 
let's say somewhere along the line somebody has decided they found the miracle drug for uh, COVID-19. Now, some people have, and you can argue left or right as to whether or not it was accurate or not. Um, and the worst part about it is, is whichever side of that that you're willing to argue, you can find 12 articles that will tell you you're a genius. Um, but at the same time, if you've got Google saying, oh, this is weird, we don't want this out there, whether it's accurate or not, and deletes it, you're going to have people in this country today who are going to say not only was that good of Google to do, but that's what they should be doing in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. That so that, that uh, the idea yeah. of controlling what it is that you can read, see, and even think is actually a positive. Yeah. Well, of course it is, because they're in the right right now. The minute, like, I don't know, the last presidency where they were not getting what they wanted, they raged up and down about it, right? So you're you're going to get that pendulum no matter how you swing. Right now, it's largely in the left's favor, so they're not going to complain about it. The minute it's not, they're going to rage, right? And suddenly you're going to have, uh, I don't know, what you'd call it, peaceful protests about it again, right? <laughs> With Molotov cocktails and, you know, major cities being set ablaze and you know, little stuff like that. So um, that's where we're at. We have no self-regulating mechanism, right? Personally, I think uh, businesses, and this is a so unpopular statement because deregulation has never worked out, right? Like we split the phone companies up. The, like deregulate. My father worked in the in the telecom industry. He spent his entire career dealing with deregulation and it's been completely erased because the same three companies now have conglomerated back together again. And it's like, great, you know, like it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. So even if you went and tried to split up Google or tried to split up Amazon, they'd fight you so hard. You wouldn't be able to do anything. Right. They, they literally are too big to break up. You couldn't do it. Even if you tried, you couldn't do it. So they, they'll, I mean, the first thing they'll do is say, okay, no problem. We'll cut off your data. Good luck. You know, um, what are you going to do? You know, okay, Amazon isn't delivering to any of these people anymore. You know, any of these states that voted for it, we just don't deliver there anymore. Have a good night, you know, because they're too big to, I mean, it's not going to hurt them. <laughs> Amazon makes a killing. Not on their goods delivery service, on their data service. AWS makes so much money. That's Amazon Web Services for anybody who doesn't know what that is. Um, they uh, control half the Internet. Now. And I was going to say, the amount of actual uh, Internet websites that they host is staggering. Staggering. Like, I like to use GoDaddy because they're the plucky underdog now. <laughs> Like, how, when the hell did that happen? They went from the biggest web service to one of the smaller ones in a matter of five years, okay? And I, I love using them now because they're just not AWS. <laughs> I don't want Amazon to have all my crap, you know? Uh, so, and yet I'll use Google Suite because I hate paying for Microsoft Office. <laughs> so... I mean, it's everyone's guilty of some part of it, and I'm not saying we're not. I'm saying it is scary 
how much the media controls your life and you don't know about it. And you can't think reasonably about what it is because you haven't been taught. Like if you're if you're under, I would say, 30, you have a very limited amount of reasoning capabilities because you haven't had to do any. And you've grown up half your life on the Internet. In fact, most of your life on the uh, Internet. Know, and, and the worst part about it is, is that we as parents, especially our generation of parents, can take some of the, I don't know if you want to call it credit or blame for that, in the fact that we have spent our entire lives trying to keep our children safe. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> I, I, you know, my, my brother has, you know, I, I'm, I have a 17-year-old. My brother is 10 years younger than I am and has a 5-year-old and a 3-year-old. His 5-year-old fell down, bumped his head, and split his eye open, and they took him to the emergency room. My response to that was, dude, if a little bit of super glue and a piece of tape would have done that just fine. And, the, the, and he looked at me confused and went, well, that's kind of what they did. I went, exactly. Yep. <laughs> So why'd you take him to the emergency room? I just wanted to make sure he was okay. Exactly. Yeah, my dad would have looked at that and went, "Well, that'll learn you, won't it, boy?" You know, it, it's it's the same thing with you know that you're, that we're running into with masks today. You know, depending on which side side you're on, if you tell somebody, "Oh my God, I I I don't want my kids to wear masks," then you are potentially infecting them and killing them. Yeah, you're killing their children. Or on the other side of that, if you're one of those people who says, oh, my God, my child needs to wear a mask, then you are infecting them with uh, uh, bacteria and stunting their breath and expression and you're killing them. Yeah, it doesn't it, like it doesn't matter which side you fall. Like there's no objective. There's no objectivity. There's no there's nobody going, all right, look, this is how it actually works, and this is what we think. We don't know everything right now. And see, everyone's afraid to say that, right? We don't know everything right now. We think this is a good idea. We we see that clinically these things help. This is what we're recommending. Use your best judgment. Consult your doctor, right? Like, well, the, nobody it, says that. And the, and the idea of consult your physician and make a medical choice for yourself is no longer acceptable. No, no, it's got to be mandated. Now, if it was to the point, and I, I was talking about this with with uh, my other half the other day, I said, like, uh, if it was something like polio, okay, polio was a scourge on the planet, and it was killing tens of thousands of people a year, and it would they lived horrible, crippling lives, and then they found a vaccine for it. And the government went, look, this will eradicate it from the planet. Everybody needs to have one of these. The other part about that, though, is that there was a slightly different time. You didn't, it was. E even though there were issues with the polio vaccine at first, um, it, it, there wasn't the same level of, just going back to what I said originally, which lack of credibility. Um you didn't have people screaming that, you know, that they were trying to poison their children with a vaccine. No, and it was immediately evident that even with, like you're saying, even with some of the problems and stuff at the beginning, it was immediately apparent that this was helping. And 
when the the rate of of polio infection went rapidly down. I I guess my point is, look, I I am myself vaccinated and I personally from the uh, medical people that I've worked with and that I know whom I think are wonderful physicians have made me believe that this is a thing that people should do. Um, how, however, with what is bouncing around out there, I can't blame someone for being at least skeptical. I, I can't either. Um, I'm personally vaccinated as well. Um, I had complications that, uh, could potentially have been bad. I have asthma. I have kidney issues. I have, you know, like those two things right there were like, um, you know, it's free and uh, this this affects your lungs and uh, I probably need to get this. Oh, you know? and see, and here my I am. What my thing was is I'm a uh, overweight diabetic. So, yeah, <laughs> you're like, I probably need that. And it's like, look, I'm I probably need that. And I did. And, you know, I was on the list of the early people. I qualified for it and, and I went and got the, the Pfizer and it was fine. And the the uh, I, I can see where it would be a problem for the the contrasting opinions. I can see it. I really can. There's but the, the problem for me is there's no objectivity, right? There's nobody putting anything in perspective because it doesn't pay to put things in perspective. It pays to sensationalize. Even above and beyond that, if you have people out there who are not interested in the pay part of it. Now, I know that's tough for people to believe, but there are a few people out there who are attempting to be objective about it. You can't get heard. And if you are heard, you're a monster. You're shouted down with with uh, derogatory slang and. Um, labeling of of how you're a bigot or a you know a just a, a wrong thinker or your misinformation and your your I mean it, it's it's horrifying. Well, let's let's take a let's take another big one that's that's been bouncing around whether or not a Biden actually won the election. Now, once again, objectively, I think the man did. With that said. When the people started saying we think there might have been an issue with the election, nobody wanted to stand up with information and say, no, there wasn't. Here, look at this. We'll show you. It was just, oh, no, you're crazy. That's a lie. Move on. Accept it. Shut up. And if you can't accept it, then you're just an idiot. Well, they did the same thing with with the whole Fauci situation. And then as more as the information like piled on it, like uh, the reverse of that. Right. Like, I think you're probably right. He probably did get elected. Um, But But, there's so much doubt cast that I can't know for sure. Neither can neither can anyone else. You know, it's like, well, shit. And I guess what I what frustrates me is the fact that this is an acceptable situation. The idea that there is that much doubt, that much controversy is considered acceptable rather than somebody standing up and going, dude, he won. Look here. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than just being dismissive and it's just a lie. They're lying. Of course, he's lying. Um, Let's just move on. 
And then when the reverse happens, when the data just keeps piling on that, uh, like, like I said, the Fauci thing, where it just keeps piling on that this is a problem and this probably did happen and he has lied and all that kind of thing. They don't want to acknowledge that either, right? Like neither way, like a, a positive or a negative finding, it doesn't matter which side it is. They refuse to address the situation properly. It doesn't matter which side it leans on, right? So, so this is a huge problem. So, so, so we've spent the past hour and ten minutes bitching. So here comes the the, 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 the the crux of the question. Is there anything to be done? I mean, I know there's nothing to be done by two middle-aged guys who want to get on the Internet and complain. Um, but is there a way out of this? I think there is. Uh, and I think there's there's a a way that we're going to get through this, but it's, it's going to take a while. I think some of the ways that we're going to do this is we have to start our own campaign of deplatforming the people we know who are lying to us. And I think the way to do that is to find people who are trying not to, whether they're perfect or not, like the people we are talking about, like um, breaking points for me, um, who are, they're not, publicly funded they're not run by advertising they're not run by corporations they're sponsored by the people who are listening and they're trying to provide actual news now whether that's the best news it's the best source or whatever it's at least trying to be objection or you know uh integrative or in, have integrity that's that's i think where we start you have to have people like that who are willing to to talk about what they see and say look I thought this. I was wrong. Here's the data. This is what they found. And what do you guys think? We think this. That's what you got to start with. You got to start with somebody actually talking about the things that we want to do and see and, and everything and, and people seeing the difference, right? Like, how can you, how can you fight something when you've never seen it a different way? How can you say, oh, that's wrong, right? Like they're they're actually wrong on this. The, when there's the, no dissenting opinion. Does this go back to what we originally discussed uh, a couple of podcasts ago with regards to education? I think in part. I, I also think you need some examples and some people leading the way, and and it's gonna it has to start small. I mean, it's it's going to um, education is is a big part of it. I, I think a lot of the the issue starts with people who don't know any better, right? You don't know that you're being lied to because you can't tell the difference. But again, that largely doesn't fall in schools. It's a parent's responsibility. It's a, like if my kid's like saying stupid shit, I need to correct them as best I, I know how. I, I... I don't know whether or not my way is the best or not. I'm, I know that my daughter is definitely – look, I would consider myself slightly right of center. Um, she is what you would probably call halfway left of center. Um, not quite into the progressive nutball, but definitely not your classic liberal. Um, it, 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 and you, when she 
says the things that she says that I disagree with, I don't tell her she's wrong. What I ask her to do is to explain it to me. You know, uh, tell me why. Where did you get this information? Why do you think this? Where does this come from? Um, How did you come to this opinion? And and a lot of times, it's it's really kind of interesting to me that, you know, sometimes she proves her point in her opinion to herself, and I may not agree with her, but life moves forward. And every once in a while, she starts to recognize the fallacies in something. And, and, and I, even if she doesn't come completely to my opinion on something, just the idea that she is capable of listening to something, looking at it and going, okay, maybe I wasn't quite right about this. That's all I want. Yeah, I don't... I mean, for me, it's it's I have to show them like like you I, like they're going to have their own opinions anyway, and you can't squash that, right? You're not supposed to. You're, you're... Well, uh, and and I'll throw in one other little piece here, and I can't remember whether I think it was Mark Twain who gave out the the quote of, if you're under the age of thirty and you're not a and you're not a liberal, then you have no heart. If you're over the age of thirty and you're not a conservative, then you have no brain. Yeah. It kind of goes that way, doesn't it? Uh, uh, <laughs> and now, I'm sure I insulted someone out there, but it, it, so I expect my younger daughter to be idealistic or not nearly. And as honestly, cynical. that's what youth is for. Well, and know? not nearly as cynical as I am. I mean, no, because I mean that's who changes the world, and I tell this to my daughter all the time, both my daughters. You know, and I've told them since I was since they were babies, basically. You know, and I'll ask them every once in a while, how do you change the world? And to me, the answer has always been you can't change the world. You can change the people in it, right? That's how you change the world. You change enough of the people's hearts and minds in it, and you will eventually change the world. That's how change happens. Can can you do it more than one person at a time? You know, I think think the way it goes, and I heard this quote, and I cannot remember where it came from, but I kind of agree with it. It's like one person can have a profound effect on another. Two people working together can perform miracles. And I, I, I think where you have to go is put your message out there. See, which is part of the reason why this cast exists. Put your message out there and see if that rings true. And if it does, figure out what the problem is. And then after you've identified the problem, figure out what can be done about it. I think you've got a little bit more optimism than I do. I, I you know, I, I go back to the... the, the well, Tommy, history will agree with you. Oh, Tommy, I go back to the Tommy Lee Jones uh, quote, which is why I asked, can you do it more than one person at a time? Which is, a person is smart. People are, and I cannot remember the list. Dumb, panicky animals, and you know it. Exactly. Um, so that's where my thought process goes, is, you know, can can we reach out to other individuals and have conversations yes unfortunately these days when you start getting into groups you start getting into the group think and suddenly you're no longer heard and the worst part about it is is that's what is so heartbreaking with what we have with social media these days social media reached out and gave everyone in this planet a voice 
a way to actually reach out and speak into the ether and be heard. The problem is most of us are idiots. Yes, I mean, and that's basically what that comes down to, and I don't consider myself above that concept. Um, no, we're just idiots with a podcast, that's all that is. Exactly. Uh, it, it, so, and what we've got, rather than individuals who are speaking to the world, what we have is the mob. Yeah, yeah, and a corrupt government, and a corrupt media institution. So if anybody out there, to in closing, uh, if anybody out there has a fix for that... Let us know. Um, I don't think it can be fixed in this generation. I really don't. Anybody alive on the planet today, I think we haven't pushed far enough into the dark areas where pe- where it's hurting people enough where they feel it that is, is it can this, be fixed. Is this one of those things that's going to have to get worse before it can get better? Oh, I think it's going to have to get so much worse before it gets better. And that's I mean, and that's the cynical part of me. I, I honestly believe that people don't actually change unless they're in pain, right? Unless it's so hopeless that they feel that the consequences of acting against whatever's going on matter so little against not doing them that, you know, it's like, oh, what do people fear, right? They fear imprisonment. They fear death. They fear poverty. If you take those three things and the consequences of those three things are less or just as great as acting against whatever's going on, then you're going to have change. Until then, I don't think you're ever going to make any any headway. So we're basically, as a country, we need to hit rock bottom, as yeah. the alcoholics put it. Yeah, before, you, before need to, can... you need to have that moment of clarity at the bottom, right? At the bottom. That's the only spot where it cannot get any worse. I think that's when America acts. And the scary part about it is, is as far as we can, we we can look around and see how screwed things are right now. And if recognize, this ain't bottom. This yeah. ain't bottom. This isn't even close. Not to even bottom. close. Yeah, there are still people who are making a decent living right now who aren't billionaires. There are still people who who hold hope that their government will save them. And as long as that is a significant over 40 percent of the nation, I think we hold exactly where we are. And I think at some point we're probably going to have to do a podcast on whether or not people should or shouldn't expect the government to save them. Oh, man, that's a big question. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know the answer to that. I think somewhere along the line, I think the answer to that is somewhere in between. But the question of how much and where and how and what. And what do you give up if they do? Exactly. Yeah. Some people are willing to give up everything in order to have the government take care of them. Some people I cannot and, remember. There's a there's a Benjamin Franklin quote, and it's like you know those who give up freedom for safety deserve never neither but, freedom nor safety. Yeah. And I I I, oh, I I I I don't know. I don't know. That's just a huge freaking freaking can of worms right there. So. We have ended on a somber note. <laughs> um, so we're looking for some optimism out there or, once again, just somebody to tell us we're wrong. Uh, if, you're will, if you're up for it uh, and you have a plan, thought, process, way to get out of this, or even just to tell us you think we're assholes, we're, we'd love to hear from you. A couple of ways to get in touch with us. Our Twitter handle is at 
Oh, geez. What, I mean, forgot what her own Twitter candle is. Oh, GSB cast. <laughs> GSB cast. Yes. Um, our email address is take a number at gentlemen's soapbox dot com. And our um, uh, website. Geez. Why did English suddenly fail me? Uh, is gentlemen's soapbox dot com. We'd love to hear from you. We're hoping to hear from you. Um, we're hoping that more than two of you are listening. <laughs> At least three of you. Three, yes. Um, And with that, (laughs) thank you and have a good night. What the fuck is this thing doing? Hello, Skype recorder. I hate it when it goes like dark on me, like it's it's in the tray, but it's oh, okay. Now nah, it's gone. All right, took it a second to go. Oh, it's supposed to be fucking doing something. All right. Well, at least we have our uh, messed up opening. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right. <laughs>